I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. This week on Ave Spotlight, we are visiting with Bishop Bill Walk of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, about Lent, about preparing for Lent, about the goodness of Ash Wednesday in our spiritual lives, and how Lent can be a time of renewal and repentance. Thank you so much, Bishop Walk, for being with us um, this morning. How are you doing today? Doing really well, thank you. Life is good. Good, good. Awesome. So we are going to talk a little bit on the show today about Lent, um, and which is, you know, the best time of the year. Um, no better time to give up cake and get into a good fitness routine and grow closer to God. So, um, so we just have a few questions for you. First, first, do you know what you're giving up for Lent yet? You know, that's funny because um, I'm thinking about it now because of because of this, because you asked me to, you know, come on and do this. So I thought I better have something because I always say it, it just sneaks up on us every year. And we find ourselves on Ash Wednesday or Tuesday before Mardi Gras. And we say, what are we going to do? Well, think now. So I had to think there are a couple of things that I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up sleeping a little longer than I'd like to, you know, so get up earlier so I can pray more. Um, and I, had, I play solitaire on uh, my iPad <laughs> at night, you know. Nope, none of that, so that I can maybe just pray or just go to bed earlier. Mm. And then um, a couple other things as well. Uh, alcohol, I'm going to try, I'm going to do that. Not try, I'm going to do that as well. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good man. I like that. I'm not going to try, I'm going to do it. Dry so every Lent. Lent. Yeah, every Lent, I'm like, I'm going to just, I'm going to try to see if I can just give up, you know, opening up Facebook as soon as I wake up. And I'm like, no, you can just do it. You got the Absolutely. willpower. You're That's right. awesome. That's awesome. Bishop, are you giving up those things because you're recognizing that like, not, I'm not like calling you on this, like, oh, I'm getting lax in prayer. So I need to add it in. Mm. Do do you recommend like people try to give something up for Lent so that they can make up for maybe an area in their life where they're struggling a little bit or they need to work a little harder? Absolutely. In fact, it has to be, I I would say it has to be connected to something positive. It's not just, you know, we're going to grit our teeth and we're going to give up candy and see if I can do it. And then, you know, (laughs) if I did it, I can say, yay, I did it. Well, if you gave up candy for 40 some days, great, good for you. But how did that make you a better person? You know what I mean? If you, if instead every time you wanted, you know, some candy corn or whatever it is, that's my favorite candy that you'll, um, you, if you just said a little prayer for someone or you wrote a note uh, to, to a friend or something like that, that would be really good. So replace the thing that we've given up with an act, you know, almost like an almsgiving of some sort. Absolutely. I think it has to be because, um, like I said, otherwise it's just an act of the will or something, which is good in itself because we have to train ourselves, but it really should be attached to something positive. Mm-hmm. Every year Lent comes around, um, especially with kids now, I have to think of it in a very like practical way. Like, okay, these are the things we're doing as a family for Lent. And the big one, of course, like Lent kicks off on Ash Wednesday. And last year we took Rose to Ash Wednesday Mass, of course, um, even though it was like, you know, we knew this COVID thing was around, but we didn't quite know what was coming. And had I known that it would be like the last big liturgical thing we did, maybe I would have talked to her a little bit more about it. But she was very concerned about the dirt and kept asking, like, why is everybody dirty? Can you give us like the perfect summary of why ashes on Ash Wednesday and why we kick off this Lenten season with this very public penitential thing? 
right? I don't know if it's a perfect thing, but <laughs> I found a perfect example once. And, um, and that was just walking through a place that was devastated, an area that was devastated by a forest fire, just devastated. And, um, and I was there just a few months afterwards. And you could see everywhere devastation was on my shoes, on my, uh, my jeans, my pants. Um, and I just kind of, after a while, I saw these ashes and I just kind of bent down a little bit. I was tired too, you know, just kind of crouched down. And it was only then that I saw tiny little green buds all over, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I focused on those. And, and, you know, that's when, you know, kind of another little light went on about Ash Wednesday that really it's about that. It's about kind of like a, it's a controlled burn, if you will, reminding us that we need to do penance. We need to sacrifice. We need to kind of lower ourselves, humble ourselves, as Jesus said, mm-hmm. so that uh, new growth may spring forth, so that we may be exalted, so that we may be lifted up. And so Ash Wednesday is a very positive outward sign of what we hope is happening inwardly during this month or during this time of Lent. Mm, mm, I like that. There's, there's rebirth even in the the burning down. Um, I won't make the Phoenix reference, but that's kind of the word that keeps popping into my head. <laughs> I was thinking that and I was like, yeah. wow, that is deep, Katie. That is, that is deep. <laughs> no, that's totally the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's so awesome. So also, you know, during Lent, we try to reflect on giving anything that we can, right? So for me, I am a, you know, 27 year old young woman with no money. So money is not part of my give, but I do try to give a lot of my time. Um, so I try to, you know, serve food whenever I can and talk to someone extra when I think they're being a little frustrating um, and try to be a little bit more patient. Um, And so that's how I kind of do my almsgiving. But what would you say to someone that wants to be better at almsgiving, whether it's monetarily or with their time? I think the whole goal should be to focus on others, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're right. I mean, giving money is an easy way to do that, of course, and it's necessary. There's so many organizations, ministries, companies that are asking for our help and need our help, frankly, locally and internationally. But I really like what you said as well about just, you know, um, giving up your time. I think that's really important. Right Early on in this, in the pandemic and everything, um, in the social distancing, you know, there were great stories of neighbors reaching out to neighbors, mm. especially elderly and people who were shut in, you know, going to buy groceries for them, leaving little notes on the, on their porch. And, um, and it moved us. We were all, you know, those are little viral videos and all of that. We loved hearing those stories. Well, that's a great thing we can do. And that, that, that's not just, we don't just need that during the pandemic and social distancing, but all the time. So maybe that's something we could do. Or here's another thing to connect another one of our practices, and that is prayer. Um, there are people here in my diocese who kind of uh, helped to teach me this, but they'll come up to me and not just because I'm a bishop, but just because I'm me, I guess they just say, what can I pray for for you today? Mm-hmm. Or, or is there anything you want me to pray for? And it just, wow, that really, that's arresting. It, it stops me. And I think, oh, you're not asking me for anything to give you anything or even to pray for you, which I love to do. And it makes me think about that. So what a neat thing to be able just to ask people, can I pray for you? So I'm sure they're going to give you like a million things or at least one thing. Then you go and you pray. And so that's you're giving something and you're also praying, which is a practice that we want to improve upon during Lent. I love that the an intercessory prayer 
can be a gift. Let's, I want to ask you about prayer, especially because it feels like Lent from last year never ended. (laughs) So some people might kind of be in this, like, I've done enough praying and it's actually been more like frustrated groaning rather than like intentional talking to God. Although the frustrated groaning is allowed, what would maybe be, you know, some fatherly shepherdly encouragement to someone who wants to pray a little bit more this Lent? What would you ask them to maybe try? Is there a devotion? Is there a scripture that you'd like them to dig into? I don't know about a scripture, but I do think scripture is really important because why? Because it kind of, it it focuses us on the word of God, of course, but it also quiets us. Mm. If, if I'm sure a lot of us have been doing this, like you said, it's, it's groaning, it's complaining. Um, It's a lot of intercessory prayer, you know, God, please come down, fix this mess, you know, and, and, and that's good. And we need to do that. But I think too, we're called to, as Job says, you know, put a hand over our mouths, and listen to God, listen to what is happening, or just pray, or, you know, just kind of talk to God. And um, what do I want to say? I guess there's no way we can understand God's ways. Of course, it says that in the scriptures, but maybe just to ask and be quiet and listen. What What is going on in the world? What are you asking of me, of my family, of the world right now, of the church, mm-hmm. um, instead of why this, why me, God, poor us, get down here, What? where are you? So I think that's, and so, you know, specifically Job is really good, of course, because Job shows that no matter what, in rich times or in times of poverty, he is faithful. Mm. We can't understand God. All we can do is trust God and follow him. Mm. So I would suggest that really, but any scripture, any Psalm, um, I, I, I love books that people don't talk about a lot, like the book of Esther. Mm. I love to read about Judas. I love to uh, read the, the wisdom literature, you know, Ecclesiastes. Yeah, etc. That's awesome. Even after going to mass on Sunday and hearing about Job, I was like, wow. I sat in that pew and I was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that funny? It ended with something like, I will never know peace again. Yeah, the, word, like, the word of the Lord. And we all say thanks be to God. Yeah, it was, it was dramatic. Yeah. I was sitting yeah. there and I was like, thanks be to God, I guess. But... You know, Thank <laughs> God. Yeah, for sure. But the priest was like, you guys will all be all right. If Job can do this, like, we'll be fine. And everyone was like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so awesome. So every um, episode, um, Bishop, we do a hope for the week. So um, which is something that you're looking forward to or something that you're hopeful for. If you need a little bit, I can go first. Otherwise, if you're like ripping, worn, and ready, um, you're more than welcome to. Please, lead the way. (laughs) Okay, so um, my hope for this week is that I can um, talk to my family more on the phone. So, you know, because of quarantine in the beginning, like most things, you know, everyone was loving the constant access to technology and Zooming and FaceTiming everyone all the time. Um, and then eventually that kind of died out and we all kind of got tired. So, um, <laughs> and so I'm hoping that I can pick back up in the like family Zooms and game nights and just like interactions um, because I know that we all miss each other, but we're all tired. So maybe I can, my hope is that I can bring some more life back into zoom and, you know, make it more fun for the family. So that's a good one. Yes. How about you? Well, I am, I know this sounds strange. Not, not many people hope to do work here in the office, but I do. I have been like a lot of us just kind of dealing with the, the events of the day, uh, catch up, playing catch up, doing triage, you know, just, just dealing with crises. Um, and so, uh, 
um, it's starting to kind of level out and it has for the last, uh, well, ever since Advent started, which is really nice for me anyway. So right now, this week especially, I hope to look, be able to start looking ahead. And really, I, I'd like to write my first um, pastoral letter on evangelization. Because as we open up, it's not just, of course, a matter of just opening the doors. Here we are. Come on in. Well, they weren't coming in. They were going out before. even. Mm. And so I really want to challenge and invite every parishioner here in our diocese to to evangelize. And not just I don't want to just throw that out there because people, their eyes glaze over. They're like, yeah, right. How do I do that? I want to give uh, practical examples for our, our priests and our parishioners. So I really hope to to really delve deep, deeper into that and uh, start writing that pastoral letter. That's great. I look forward to reading that, even though yes. I'm not in your diocese. I'll, uh, <laughs> I think that's awesome. An honorary member. Uh, yeah. I, I think my hope for the week uh, is super practical. Um, we have bought a sleeper sofa for our office. Uh, it's right off camera um, because we're trying to, you know, my husband and I made a commitment to try to be more hospitable in 2021. I mean, 2020 kind of put a kibosh on that. So we, we have some friends that have a quarantined and tested negative that are going to be visiting us. And so we're really hopeful and excited for that chance to, to get to visit with them and to welcome them into our home and have some good community time. We're, we're desperate for it right now. Um, so I'm hopeful that that all goes smoothly. Nobody gets sick. Our kids are all good. And uh, that sleeper sofa gets some good use. Um, Bishop, where can we follow you? Um, here in Pensacola, uh, you can come here. You guys, you can be more than honorary members. Come on down to Pensacola, Tallahassee. Um, well, I, um, I don't really do Twitter really because it's, um, it's a little too divisive and negative, but, uh, Instagram, um, I think, I don't even know what my, we'll put a link. Block, I, I, think I think it's Bishop. Bishop Block. <laughs> I don't know. It's like my own phone number. I, I don't know. If I lost my cell phone, I, I don't know anyone's number. I don't know, you know, my family's numbers. I don't know. Anyway. I love that of detachment you have to not immediately recalling your Instagram. Oh, no. It's that's... not detachment. It's being dizzy. <laughs> I'm really... <laughs> but that's great. I like that you say that. Thank you. That's great. It's such a... Lean into that. Just own it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bishop shouldn't yeah, yeah. know his, his Instagram. You know, he's too far <laughs> too humble. We'll, we're, we'll link it and hopefully folks will follow you. You're a great social media follow. Bishop, thanks so much for taking the time today. Good. Thank you. God bless you both. I appreciate it's it very nice much. to meet you. Yeah. Thanks. Bishop Walk's social media handles are down in the show notes. We recommend that you follow him. He is a great social media follow, posting wonderful things that will hopefully make you think, hopefully enhance your spiritual life. We also have linked Ave Maria Press's Instagram page where we post exclusive social media content that we think that you would love. We hope you give us a follow there, and we hope you give us a five-star rating for this podcast and share it with your friends. Ave Spotlight is continuing to grow and expand, and we have great new episodes coming up every Monday with Chanel and I, so we hope that you'll keep listening. We also hope that maybe you'll sign up for our Ave Explorer series on Catholicism around the world that starts very soon. We have podcasts, videos, conversations with guests on Facebook Lives, articles, social media exclusive things that will help you understand what the church looks like around the world. We hope you join us for that. The link is down in the show notes. As always, we're grateful that you listened this week, and we hope that you have a hope-filled week.